All right, thank you for listening to Remake Rewind, the podcast where we decide if remakes or reboots should have happened. As always, I'm Mike, and with me we've got we've got Double D. How are you doing, Double D? What up, Mike? I'm doing pretty good. And uh, Double D, why don't you introduce our uh, our special guest? Uh, our special guest tonight actually is a, a good friend of mine, <laughs> and is uh, one of our patrons. Actually, is a uh, Alexander Ortega. Hello. Hi, Alex. What up? Hi. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. <laughs> Good. You Glad to have you, man. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks. You've made it to the big time. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> We're on our way. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Alex... Why don't, why don't you pick the uh, the movies that we're going to do today? So why don't you tell us what we're going to be talking about? Yeah, so we're going to be talking about Star Trek, Wrath of Khan, and Star Trek Into the Darkness. Awesome. So this is a little bit different than what we normally do. Uh, normally we just do like the first movie in a franchise and like the reboot. But uh, we decided to do a little bit different and do kind of like the middle movies because, you know, Into Darkness kind of is a remake of Wrath of Khan. I mean, it's it is and it isn't because it's like the first uh, in- introduction to Khan in the new universe. But you know, it's fine. Whatever, we'll figure it out. We'll make this work. We'll make it work. So, uh, Alex, are you a Trekkie or a Trekker? I know both terms are uh, respected. Actually, this is my first. Like Raph of Khan was my first introduction into the OG Star Trek. Okay. <laughs> What what about you, Double D? No, my my brother was a big Star Trek fan of uh, Generations, so I watched a little bit of Generations, and uh, that's about it. <laughs> my my dad was a big Star Trek Generations, Voyager, Deep Space Nine, Enterprise, so I watched all those ones. Um, I would definitely say if I had to pick a series to watch again, it would be Star Trek Generations. John Luke Picard is yep. the best. Um, and I remember I saw all the newer ones in theaters, like all the ones with like Patrick Stewart. Yep, in theaters, but uh, I remember watching these older ones, but they weren't like a huge part of like my childhood, so it was kind of interesting going back. I feel like these movies and shows are actually a, a big part of not childhoods, but like teenage years. For you? No, for people in general that were sure. were Trekkies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, whatever. I don't mind. I don't know how you came up with that assessment, but okay. I don't know. Are you... It's not really a kid show. No. I I mean, I, I guess. I don't know. I, I think people who were like the biggest Trekkies, Trekkers, probably watched it as kids in the 60s <laughs> and early 90s and then became adults. But, you know, Double D, if you want to say that only teenagers watch Star Trek, I'll let you have it. <laughs> I didn't say only. T- whatever, Mike. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess we should just get right into it. So we're doing what, what year did the Wrath of Khan come in? It was like 1982. 1982. Um, so let's just get into it. Uh, who who has a summary for that I got, one? I got one for you. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, this one's from Robert Lynch. It is Ooh. the 23rd century. The Federation starship USS Enterprise is on routine training maneuvers, and Admiral James T. Kirk seems resigned to the fact that this may well be the last space mission of his career. Mm. But Khan Noonien Singh is back. (laughs) Aided by his exiled band of genetic supermen, Khan, infamous conqueror from the late 20th century Earth, has raided Space Station Regular One, stolen a top-secret device called Project Genesis, wrested control of another Federation starship, and now schemes to set a most deadly trap for his old enemy Kirk with the threat of universal Armageddon. 
Nice. Was there a universal Armageddon? <laughs> it, was there, there a, was a chance. If, if Khan had gotten rid of Kirk and had Project Genesis, like, all of it, he totally I guess he could, have could go planet to planet. All the planets. But didn't he just have one, though? I, I thought he just had one Genesis. He, just had yeah. one Genesis. <laughs> he has one device, and it's on a regular starship, so all it would take is, like, get the armada of starships to, like, take out the one ship. <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't. I don't agree that he could take <laughs> over the entire universe. I have so many questions about Project Genesis. <laughs> Ask them. I'm a. I'm a bit of a scientist. I don't how, know if you know that. How does it know when to stop creating? Shut <laughs> up, Double <laughs> D. <laughs> like I, Such I get a stupid question. <laughs> it can create life, but like, it can create a full-grown plant or tree, but like. What what about like other life? What are, no, it? it's just a terraforming. It doesn't make it said animals, generation of life. <laughs> just plants and just like plants. algae. But aren't it's they a life? terraformer. That's it. It's just plant stuff, bro. But they create whatever. Shut up, Didn't Double D. You're just, wrong. It's confusing to me. Well, that's because you're an idiot. Well, maybe. <laughs> maybe I was confused too. It's yet to be proven. <laughs> It it has not yet to be proven. I've proven you an it's idiot many totally times on this podcast. Yet to be proven. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Did you ever put Instagram... up that poll of which listeners are my friends? <laughs> no, I didn't uh, want to disappoint you. I I had low hopes, so <laughs> it wouldn't, wouldn't have been disappointing. It would have been. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. So just real quick, kind of background on this movie. So this was like one of the first times that they took like a movie plot directly from like an episode of the TV show. So Khan was in like one episode of the, of the series. That's it. Like he wasn't in like a bunch of episodes. So he was one episode and basically in a nutshell, he was a uh, genetically enhanced, like super human person from the 1990s, like genetic wars or something like that. Um, <laughs> and he gets, you know, frozen and everything in the show. They thaw him out in the Enterprise, and he, like, takes over the Enterprise, and they basically eventually get back, and they maroon them on, like, a planet, and that's why Khan is pissed off. Yep, um, that's pretty accurate. So, that's, that's basically, I mean, obviously, Trekkies and Trekkers, if you're listening, you're probably going to be a little upset that I very, very, very <laughs> Dumbed it simplified down. that, but for the sake of time, we're just going to- And me, so I could understand it, because, you know- Well, yeah, you're I'm an idiot. Stupid. <laughs> And an idiot. Like, if you weren't here, me and Alex can have a really great conversation. <laughs> hey, don't let me hold you back. <laughs> don't so, let uh, it happen. Alex, you said this was your first, like, foray into the old Star yeah. Trek stuff. Yeah. What did you think? I, I actually really liked it. It was, um, I really like Ricardo Montalban's, like, hamming up of the performance. He was great. <laughs> it, was, it was so amazing. Like, especially when he, like, he delivered lines, he, like, actually pauses and, like, there's a one line I really want to like talk about where he like he meets uh was it Chekhov? Say it. Yeah, Chekhov. Yeah, and he's like, I never forget the face, Mr. Chekhov. I was like, wait, wait, wait. Like, well the thing that's crazy <laughs> is Chekhov was not in the series yet when uh he was on the uh the the TV show. Really? So they basically had to like like the writers in the movie recognize that it was like a plot hole. So they had to basically in interviews like, well, he wasn't in the bridge yet, but you know, Chekhov could have been in the like just a regular engineer, and maybe he saw him in the engineering room or something <laughs> One like time. that. Yeah, so they like wrote that kind of like a 
it's not explained in movie, but it's kind of like one of those things that they kind of like hand waved it away. <laughs> it works. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing that's also crazy is when they got uh, Montalban, they wrote this script and they didn't even check to see if he was available. Not like at the time he was on like two different TV shows. So he was on like Fantasy Island. He was on. Um, let's see. I think I took the note somewhere. I don't have it, but he was working on a couple different things. So. There's a reason, if you notice, he's never on screen with the big actors. Like, you'd never see him with Leonard Nimoy. you never see him with Captain Kirk. All of his interactions are on screen because they had to film all his stuff independently because they couldn't, they didn't, they oh, weren't yeah, able that's to work true. with He's, them. like, talking to him through, like, the communicator and stuff like that. <laughs> exactly. It's kind of like um, the fifth element. Bruce yeah, Willis never, never sees Gary Oldman Gary. in that movie. Did you know that, what? Double D? No, I had no idea. I've seen Fifth Element like 20 times. <laughs> yeah, watch it. They never interact. Oh, my God. What yeah, the they hell? never interact. Yeah. Mind blown. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's what I do here, Double D. The only reason we do this podcast, Double D, believe it or not, I'm not actually putting this online. I just do this so I can teach you things. <laughs> Wait, how do I download it? I don't get it. <laughs> it's directly feeding into so your computer. That's, that's... Oh, man. <laughs> I'm so, so confused. Besides the uh, line delivery, deliver, uh, line delivery. <laughs> besides the line delivery of Ricardo Montalban, like what are some highlights for you, Alex? Uh, the story is actually really nice. Like I, I feel like I'm missing out a bit, but <laughs> it's really nice. like uh, it's not it's so different compared to like the new one where it's about like Kirk like dealing with like not not he used to do this one thing really well and now he's like worried like he's he's getting older and stuff like that so there's a bit of like mortality to it and stuff and then he meets Khan again who is like a super superhuman per se and he's like you know super strong and stuff so it's 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 a nice uh what is it what's the word I'm looking for like counter uh to each other well the thing that's weird is then they go they talk like the big like you you hit it on the head a big theme of this movie is his his age and there's a part like towards the beginning of the movie it's Kirk's birthday and like they're like why are we looking at this like it's a funeral yeah. and <laughs> they name they talk about it a bunch of times and there's a part where um because they're on a training mission and then it becomes a regular mission Spock is like because it's an active mission whoever's the highest person on the ship has to be in charge so you're the admiral you got to be in charge and he's like you're the really good at this so like you should do it um uh, but then they made like four other movies after this with this crew <laughs> There's like six of these original movies. They're just too efficient to be disbanded. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Double D, what about you? What are some highlights for you on this movie? Highlight for me on the uh, on the planet where they found Khan, that little creature that they put in their ears. The bug? That was really oh, cool. Yeah. I was a big fan of that thing. Um, I did like all the interactions with Khan. Khan was very very angry all the time and uh like especially to but he was his, charismatic like, too though he, he was especially to um his like first mate person the one that did all the uh he was like making all the right decisions but Khan was just <laughs> acting like he was so stupid like, yeah. i just told you what to do <laughs> that that i enjoyed that a lot there was um a scene let's see if i can find it um so yeah, they uh, yeah that that first mate guy at one point he goes, look, we have a ship. Why don't we just go? And then Khan's like, there's no end to what I do to get Kirk. Like he's just like, it is a revenge thing. But that his his main motive is that he is um, upset with Kirk because he marooned him on this planet, and then a neighboring planet like blew up. 
Yeah. And so it like destroyed the ecosystem of the planet they were marooned on, which it, caused it threw them like, out of these, orbit. Wait, or something. Actually, yeah, and which caused like these. That, that got me like. Go ahead, Alex. Like, why did they pick if they knew that planet was next to Khan? Like, they're like, oh, City Alpha Six, that's where we want to be. But City Alpha 5 is where we left Khan. Why did they think that was a good idea to just... <laughs> no, so what happened is... So what actually happened is they thought they were on a different planet, but because the orbit was off, it was where the other planet that got destroyed was. Uh, uh, yeah, but what Alex is saying is like, that... Even, even if... if <laughs> even, even so. Even no, if they I, were on the I right get planet. it, but not. I don't think everybody knew about uh, Khan. I mean, Chekhov I think that was knew. just a <laughs> Well, yeah, but he was on the yeah. ship. I think that was just like a thing the Enterprise did because they did mention that like Kirk never came back to follow up and see how the colony was. Yeah. And that was a big another reason why Khan was so pissed was <laughs> that didn't get they like put them on this planet and they never came back to check up and see if everything Wait, was cool. Wait, so how long was Khan on that planet? Like 15 years? It's supposed right? to be like 15 yeah. years. Oh, okay. Okay, got yeah. it. Yeah. And then because the planet got destroyed, that was next to it and it threw off the orbit, like those bug things came out and like he says it killed like half his crew. Those bugs. <laughs> yeah, just that one bug. <laughs> yeah. Well, so the, and his wife. It killed his wife is, too. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. his wife and like 12 <laughs> other crew members. And that's why he's super pissed. And his wife is actually a character who was part of the Federation. Oh. Um, well, it's implied. They don't explicitly say, but in the TV show episode, there's a um, character who like inadvertently helps Khan. And then like she agrees to like go with them. And like the, it's implied that that is, is his wife. Okay. But they uh um what's interesting is like i'm i'm a big fan of the newer movies and like i'm not going to say too much about the newer movies right now but like i saw the 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 reboot like in theaters like three or four times and then i ended up getting my first surround sound system specifically before star trek <laughs> when it came out on blu-ray um so there's a lot of things that this movie does that like refers to that are directly in like that first Star Trek movie. Like yeah. this movie opens up with the Kobayashi Maru exam. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. And that's how the other one starts. And then it shows like Kirk cheated and then it refers back to this. Like this, this movie has the story of how he actually cheated on the Kobayashi Maru. And um, like Christy Alley's character doesn't get that. It's a no win <laughs> scenario. And he's like, yeah, it's a no-win scenario. And he's like trying to be like an admiral. And then at the end, he's like, oh, yeah, I totally cheated. On it. <laughs> I got I got accommodation for thinking outside of the box and kind of yeah. thing. So I like that. And those bug things are actually in the newer one. Like they oh, really? um, capture Pike and um, like the, the Romulans actually put one of those in and like torture him to get like information about oh, the Enterprise. Yeah, that's right. So it, it was interesting that this old movie – older movie like it makes sense that the newer star trek movies would borrow from the old elements but it's interesting at how much stuff from this movie was like in the first star trek movie like i really didn't expect that much stuff so, so. in that first new star trek they explained the reboot as a parallel universe right um not a parallel universe an alternate timeline because in the future version so <laughs> so if you watch the new one like in the newer ones old spock played by leonard nimoy is in yeah. it yeah yeah. And so it takes place, you know, like a hundred years in the future and then like a planet's getting destroyed. So they use a something that's kind of like Genesis to like it's like a makes like miniature black holes to like destroy something. Mm. Yeah. And then it ended up they were trying to destroy like something to like save the Romulan planet, but it ended up accidentally destroying the Romulan planet or something along those lines. And then it recreated like a black hole, which created like a wormhole to the past. So that's weird 
the main bad guy in the first movie went back in time and it just changed how everything worked out. So it is a alternate it's, it's not an alternate reality, but it is an alternate timeline. It's the same characters. All right. You stupid bitch. <laughs> Thank you for explaining that to my feeble mind. Michael. I'm explaining way too much to you. <laughs> this podcast. We've been All going I said for about was right, and you just went super in depth. No, no, it's been 17 minutes, and at least 16 minutes of has been me explaining stuff to you. <laughs> well, well, whatever. I have no excuse. Um, so some other interesting facts about this movie. This was like the first. Uh, uh, movie to have like a complete like CG scene, computer generated scene like entirely on screen. So like when they demonstrate what Genesis is, uh, there's like a computer uh. animated like thing. <laughs> so that was like a big deal. And like what's weird about this movie is the previous movie uh like failed. It wasn't like a financial success. So they kind of like pushed Gene Roddenberry out of this one. So like he's listed as a producer, but he didn't really have a say in the movie. And they, like, reused footage from, like, the TV show and, like, the other movie. And they reused old costumes and stuff like that to get the budget way down so they can make... And this was, like, one of the most popular movies. Like, if you look on, like, forums and stuff, like, this is considered the best Star Trek movie. So, it's... I think it was a good one to talk about before we move into the other one. So, this this movie is considered, like, gold. Like, the gold standard of Star Trek. Top (laughs) class. Uh... (laughs) I was really a big fan of every time they say there was a, a ship coming on them quickly, they would just cut to the screen and there was a ship on there not moving. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that's always kind of like, I didn't ever really notice this until I read Ender's Game, um, but they kind of like talk about it in Ender's Game where they, in, in any time you watch Star Trek or Star Wars, every time like they come out of warp speed or they show up on a planet, you see all the ships are basically aligned and they're oriented the same way. But in space, there is no reference point to be oriented, so it doesn't make sense that they would always be like top side up. Like you would think, oh, yeah. like you'd uh, see ships sideways uh. and stuff. So they like talk about it in Ender's Game, like how they use that to like strategize and like think outside of the box for war because everybody would come in and orient themselves. So when I watch these movies, I'm kind of like a butt about it. I'm like, there's no reason for them to be facing the same way. <laughs> that's dumb. Um, but that's just me being a butt. Such a butt, I, I, I do like butt. that the dog fighting is like it's more slow and tactical though. Like uh, there is like targeting like life support systems and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, I I agree. I I like that too. Um, what did you guys think about the finale of this movie? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was kind of dumb how they just flew into like the nebula, which is basically a space cloud and cotton like. <laughs> Had no Epic idea what was going on. And he's supposed to be super smart, and they just, like, sneak up on him. Yeah. <laughs> he's inexperienced, Mike. He's supposed to be a brilliant tactician. He's inexperienced in space battle. <laughs> it's, I don't know. Like, it, I guess, like, they kind of set it up nicely, where, like, they also say, like, oh, his ego is going to get to him and stuff like that. Yeah, they did. Um, I did like how his first mate Kirk told him. defeated him the first time. It was like he like knew something about the spaceship and like Khan may be super smart, but like he doesn't, you know, like know the inner workings. He's still yeah. ignorant. Yeah. He's inexperienced. <laughs> One might say. <laughs> I said ignorant. Exactly. Yeah, no, it's 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 nice. I, I like there are some like clever moments where I was like, oh yeah, that's 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 neat compared to the new one. <clears throat> 
I liked when uh, they put the bugs in the guy's ears and they put like the bugs in the helmets and then they just put the helmets yeah, on the crew. And then it was obviously fake. Oh, I yeah, like I that big this fake ear. <laughs> it's like a clay ear. Uh, <laughs> I, I like it. I was like, this is neat. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did like at the beginning of the movie when they're doing like the Kobayashi Maru exam and like, I think if you've never, like, I think at the time, this is supposed to be, like, a brand new thing. But for, you know, somebody watching this in the, you know, 2018, I already know what the Kobayashi Maru was. But I'm sure at, like, the time, this was, like, a really big deal and probably, like, startled people. Is you see, like, Christy Alley is playing, like, a Vulcan captain. And, like, you see, like, her getting attacked. And you see, like, Sulu die. And then you see Spock (laughs) die and Bones die. And you're like, what the... Like I'm thinking, I'm like, what is going on? I'm like, oh, it's the Kobayashi Maru. It's a test. But it's, it's all like, happening. These are like some of the. Oh my God, they're like everybody's uh, dying. Uh, yeah. Like if you, is somebody seeing this in the 80s, they probably were like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? And then it's like an exam. Like Kirk walks in, and then like everybody stands up. Is it but Bones, Bones was laying down. No, it, Bones that was is how so I great. Acted. Yeah. <laughs> I love Bones. I think Bones yeah, is my favorite no, character. Bones is great. Um, I loved all of his interactions with Spock, but. I what was weird was it's like I get this is a training thing, but why would you have arguably the most famous officers running <laughs> this thing all in one go? Like, why would you have them and not just other students being in the ch- like this stuff? Like, it doesn't make sense that you'd have literally the most experienced crew ever for like one person being on the test and just for them all to die. Right? It's really stupid. Like, it's such a waste. That would be like. If you were like, oh, we're going to have like a paintball war game for like the army, but we're going to have like all the five star generals be cannon fodder. <laughs> it's kind of, that was kind of dumb. Um, but I really did like all the interactions with with um, with with Bones. Like he's a smart ass. He's like, I'm a scientist. I'm a doctor. <laughs> and then he brings like he brings Kirk the the romulan ale which is illegal and he's like oh i just use it for (laughs) (laughs) which is cool and so like i looked it up and like romulan ale in the star trek universe is basically like cuban cigars in america (laughs) like they're illegal but like people want them and i loved like how throughout the movie like spock is you know logical and everything like that and bones is just like you're a dickhead and then at the end of the movie when like spock goes to sacrifice himself he's like that'll kill you you no human can survive that and he's like as you like to remind me constantly i'm not human (laughs) like throwing shade his way even though he's about to die and then spock comes back in the next movie i like uh i i felt like khan was a a counter to spock because he he's very intelligent but he's also very buff (laughs) and then uh he's he lets his anger drive him as opposed to being logical right yeah. And the, 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 it it is I I like that parallel. It's probably the smartest thing you've said on this podcast, Double D. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do like it because you're right. Like he is super intelligent, like Spock, and Spock is very measured and reserved. And that's how how Khan was in the TV show episode. And this, he just let his anger get to him, and it kind of like proves a point that like Vulcans kind of are superior in that regard. Because the TV shows and the other movies are constantly trying to like. When we get into like the new one, like they're constantly being like, you know, Vulcans, you guys are kind of dickheads, and honestly, being a human is <laughs> way better than being a Vulcan. And so you're you're kind of right. It was an asset, Double D. Yep. Good yes. commentary, Double D. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> uh, I'd like to submit my resignation. 
Uh, it's not gonna get any better than that um i liked how they the other scene i really liked in this was um when they were talking to Khan the first time on like the the communication screen and he's like i need all the information you have on the genesis project <laughs> and they're like yep give us a minute we don't know what that is we'll check our computers well, and then they're just up. like you just blew us up so <laughs> right and so then they go he goes yep yep you know, you did. We're 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 running out of power, and we got to reroute power to a computer because you, you you're a ding dong. And, <laughs> and they you, just like, turn away from the screen and whisper. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> they just, just smile and nod. Just just just, just yeah. nod. <laughs> you, you just smile and nod. Like, like a few new orders. <laughs> And then they like speak and like they're like they find the codes to the other ship and then they just like disable the other ship, which I thought was pretty cool. And like once cool. again, kind of like what Alex talked about, like hit, uh, Kirk exploiting his knowledge of the inner workings of his ship that he won't know. Yeah. Inexperienced. So, <laughs> he, he ignorant. <laughs> Let's see. I'm anything else you guys want to talk about in this before we? Uh, I I want to talk about how Kirk had a son. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He did have a son. Yep. I felt like all of those interactions were super awkward. Oh, yeah. Like the son, before he finds out that he is his son, is like, I don't want our projects to go to the military. Kirk, he's like a warmonger kind of thing. And then yep. like, then he calls him like a Boy Scout. And then Carol Wallace yeah. is like. It's far from that. Far from that. Like, it's super oh, weird. I was like, oh, is that? Did I read that correctly? Is it? <laughs> yeah. Because they totally bang. <laughs> and then at the end, he's like, I'm proud to be your son. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what? It was a really awkward scene when they, um, like, that first battle, and, like, like Scotty brings up, like, a dead student. Like, he carries him to the bridge. Ugh. Like, that was really kind of awkward. Oh, wasn't that like, his, bring him his to the like, med bay. nephew or something like that? Or... I, I oh, yeah. It? yeah, it was. Or his... Uh... Or his... Uh... His cousin's, cousin's son, son or something or like yes. that. His cousin's son, so it's his first cousin once removed? That's nothing. Remember. But it was some yeah, relative. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> um, other than that, like I'm looking through my notes, and honestly, this movie, I fell asleep. <laughs> I'm just going to say, I fell asleep like halfway through this movie. I've had a very busy couple of days, uh, but I, I went back through it. like I rewound it and watched it, but I did fall asleep in the middle of it. I was kind of disappointed there weren't so many Kirkisms in this movie. Yeah. Well. Oh. F so funny enough, it's because the director tried to put a squash to that. Really. So there's a scene. Oh man, I can't remember what the actual line is. Uh, but when he's that scene when he's talking to Khan for the first time, there's a line delivery that he did that he just kept like overacting like crazy. So the director made them do the take the scene like 50 times. So that way uh, <laughs> Shatner would be tired and then just deliver it like a, in a normal way. But apparently like this movie took a long time because they were trying to like rein in William Shatner's overacting they were trying by just to. doing a ton of. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it right. would have been much with like, like Khan's performance and Shatner's performance. I, I don't know if I could take it. Like I, I love the way Khan kept saying Admiral is like Admiral Kirk. I was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think he was very charismatic. I really did like this portrayal of yeah. Khan. Um, Khan. Khan. <laughs> and, like, I really did like that Spock, like, it seemed like Spock died. Like, they sent him out to space. Yeah. And, he, and then well, he comes back in the next movie. He landed on the Matrix See, I was planet. thinking, like, the Genesis right. 
brought him back somehow. Yeah, that's what I would think. That's that, I think that uh, is what happened. But I don't care <laughs> enough to find out. <laughs> well. Fuck you, Trekkers. I don't care. When does the Genesis stop? It doesn't. <laughs> now it's a valid question. Because it, if it brings gone. back uh, Spock. <laughs> no, no. I, I refuse to let Double D have a good point. When Another does one. It stop? <laughs> <laughs> you know it doesn't make sense i don't know <laughs> i don't really remember what it is like i know he's like a child and then like an adult <laughs> like pretty quick in the next movie yeah uh, uh so weird i didn't realize this but this one like this movie sets up a trilogy oh um so like the next two movies tied directly into this and then there's like one more after um and then of course there's star trek generations which starts is mainly a star trek the next generation driven movie but then william shatner's in it as well there's like a time travel element in that one too so they made a fuck ton of these movies star trek <laughs> star trek i really wanted to watch the crossover one the generations yeah the generations movie. you, you know I double d like... you're allowed to watch stuff on <laughs> free nope, time. Nope, i was not like you're allowed to watch things that are not podcast related. i don't know i don't know if you noticed mike but i'm a huge procrastinator and i totally just finished watching into darkness right before <laughs> i i know i was really annoyed actually i know you were that's why i do it like believe it or not so you know how we did a marvel month like we did captain america and hulk <laughs> yep inadvertently i didn't set out to watch all the marvel movies but over the last like month and a half two months i watched all of them but age of uh ultron and there was only like i watched all of them but like two or three like inadvertently <laughs> even though we didn't do them Just on the podcast so well, if you, you want to watch that movie by all, all means time. well it's, oh well i'll think about it i don't care i'm not i own a lot of movies i don't end up watching them <laughs> Yep. I'm not invested in your movie watching habits. I just, other I just than bought the a new TV. Oh, yeah? What kind? I got a Sony A1E. Ooh, that's a really good TV. I uh, know. <laughs> it's arguably the best TV on the market. I uh, know. <laughs> good for you, Double D. Thanks, Mike. I'm super excited. <laughs> Brag. <laughs> Brag. Anyway, into the next movie is Star Trek Into Darkness. <laughs> Alex, why don't you uh, why don't you do this? Summer? All right. <clears throat> so this one's from Paramount Pictures. It says, "Wait, you're doing the one from the company." <laughs> there's only one other one. <laughs> there, there are, no, kind of there's funny. no there way. Are, there's only one. There's two of them from Paramount. <laughs> well, yeah, there's two. <laughs> one from another user. <laughs> All right, I'll do the user one. <laughs> I feel like you're you're wrong, and I'm gonna <laughs> go look it up. I can screenshot this. And send it to you. <laughs> no, it's fine. I got this. All right. So the other one from Blazer. There's three of them, you liars. Yeah, and yeah, two of them Blazer are from Paramount. <laughs> All right. From Blazer346, he says, the latest mission. Wait, is that a marijuana <laughs> reference? Uh, I, don't I don't think so. Is it? I think it's a... Uh, he just wear, He just likes yeah, wearing Blazers. Dodgeball that's, reference. That's what it is. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> he likes blazers and wears suits. Wears on 346 right. days. Um, the latest mission of the U.S. Enterprise. Crew takes them into deep space to rescue an endangered species from an active volcano. However, once again, Captain Kirk's reckless behavior once again. <laughs> compromises the mission and nearly gets him booted from Starfleet. Turning back to his mentor, Admiral Admiral Pike, <laughs> Kirk is demoted to a, 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 a Academy Cadet and has to start over. No, he wasn't. 
Oh yeah, no, he was he was a first commander. No, he got booted out, and then no, no, he no, did no, it. Yeah. Was, he didn't get completely yeah. booted. He, they were going to have a hearing, and then he was immediately a first command, like first like officer. second first officer. So immediately second in command again. <laughs> All right. All right. However, keep going. I, I'm already upset with Blazer. <laughs> let's keep going. Let's get through this. However, when a ruthless warlord attacks Starfleet and shoots Admiral Pike, in the process, Kirk <laughs> takes command and takes the Enterprise deep into neutral zone and the Klingon homeworld. Unknown to the crew, a Starfleet renegade is manipulating the Federation and the Klingons into a possible war. Kirk, Spock, and the rest of the crew must stop the war before all hell breaks loose. And, aw- and what awaits the crew of the USS Enterprise on their forthcoming five-year mission? Wait, what? Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, so the, that last part, the entire mo- so the beginning of the movie, they're talking about how they want to send a ship onto a five-year deep space mission to find new planets, oh, which is yeah, what this, yeah. the series oh. is. So it closes with the like space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Um, and like the series is when they're on their five-year mission to find like new planets and new life and stuff like that. Um, so that's what like Kirk really wants is he wants a deep space mission. And that's where the movie ends is like they're going on to that deep space mission. Um yeah, uh, I think Blazer got a few things wrong. <laughs> Damn but, it, Blazer. Yeah, I think it was a marijuana thing, and he, <laughs> he, he blazed too much and didn't get the movie right. Oh, well. So I I really liked this movie when it came out, and there was a lot of controversy around this movie. I don't know if you guys know this. Why, Mike? You didn't know, Double D? <laughs> Tell me why. You ignorant. <laughs> I'm inexperienced <laughs> no you ignorant <laughs> no so the reason this movie had a lot of um kind of controversy around it so this one was directed by jj abrams so was the first one and a lot of people were like is benedict cumberbatch con uh, yeah. and they're like no his name is harrison and they're like yeah but he's really con right and they're like dude con is not in this movie like i swear on my kids i swear on my mom like con's not in this movie and then con was in the movie and everyone's like fuck you <laughs> jj abrams so a lot of people like don't like this movie specifically because of this twist and like when they announced that jj abrams was doing star wars they were like oh he's gonna do this kind of stuff and he's like look i learned from that experience not to lie thus like i'm just not gonna talk about it be like just watch the movie and see but a lot of people do not like this movie specifically because of that twist just because con's in it yeah which i think is stupid (laughs) now I do have one major flaw in this movie or major complaint, but on the whole, I liked this movie. Um, I also really liked this movie. I thought it was way more good action. And I really liked that they stick to, like they really fulfilled the personalities of each character. I, I agree. And I think that's one of the things um, that I, that I really like about this, this, this whole series is they, they updated it and they, they were faithful. They were like, look, we're not going to really change. The reason we can change things is this is an alternate timeline because there's time travel involved. And they keep it faithful. Like, the, ma- like the main characters are, are there. And the actors, while they don't necessarily look identical to like their previous actors, like they get the core of the characters. Like we've, we've got a few characters or a few actors in this movie that have been in several movies we've covered already. Yep. Like um we used to do a man crush monday everything <laughs> in this po- every every monday when this podcast first started for uh carl oh, urban yeah. uh he Dread. i think he's one of the most underrated actors out there and he's fantastic he's great as, bones, as yeah. 
as Bones. Like you know, I really like uh, John Cho in this. Is Sulu. Yeah, John Cho is Sulu's great. great. John Cho's awesome, and Anton like, Yelchin. He's he's Anton. Yeah, R.I.P. Yeah. Buddy. He he's legitimately one of like I I I'm really upset that he passed and it's such a stupid thing like his jeep terrible, malfunction terrible way to go but he is a great actor and he does the Russian accent <laughs> so well in this Wichter, movie Wichter. <laughs> Planet Vulcan uh he's great and then like McCoy um is is amazing like like the damn it I'm a physicist and everything <laughs> like like I'm a surgeon not a bomb yeah. operator. <laughs> His back and forth with Spock is great, and then they take it a further, like a step further in Star Trek Beyond, the third movie in the franchise. Like, they give him a major, like a much bigger role in the next movie. Um, and I like how he's great friends with Kirk. Like, if you watch the original one of the, like, just Star Trek, he was like friends with Kirk before, and so like he just has this great relationship. And Zachary Quinto as Spock is perfect. Yeah, like he is yeah, perfect. Yeah. And then you know, you have... I didn't think I would like him as Spock the first time around, but he he does it very well. He's perfect. He's yeah. he's great. And then you have like I'm not a big fan of Chris Pine. Like I I don't think he's that great, but I think he's a great Kirk. Yeah, I'll agree and then, with both of those statements. <laughs> yeah, I don't like him in most other things. He's he's like yeah, he does a good got plan a bit of the like cheese grater face. Like, cocky, but like yet like he can empathize. Like like he's not not like you don't like him like he's he's a bit charming in a, in a way like he has some charisma to him i think he he's does. funny looking <laughs> he is i mean yeah but he does have some charisma but i, I mean guess. he just doesn't come across as a smart guy <laughs> no he he always comes across as a little as a little aloof <laughs> yeah and then Zoe Saldana is great. Yeah. I like her. I think her character um, as Uhura is probably the biggest deviation. Yeah, she's a really for... strong character in this. She's much stronger. They give her a lot more to work with. Like she's yeah. not just like the person. Like in in the original in the original series, Uhura like had a pretty big moment where it was the first like interracial kiss on uh-huh. on TV. Um, but it was like a mind control kind of thing. So like it wasn't that progressive i guess like it wasn't true romance but she was basically like sigourney weaver's character in uh, uh galaxy quest where she's just the person who reads what the computer's saying yeah. and in this series like they give her or her uh, played by zoe saldana much more like she's speaks klingon and then she goes on missions and stuff too so i think they give her a little bit more which is good because this is a modern yeah. movie but yeah i i really like all the um the the actors i think they're great i think they did There's a great really good job casting yeah um, RoboCop is hell in this yeah, movie. yeah, and he's a jerk. <laughs> so he's a jerk in real life. I've got a story if you guys are interested. I think I've heard the story, but I am. So I interested. am interested. What is the story, Double D? See if you I, can hear. I don't know. Remember. I said I think I've heard this story. Remember? What do you remember? Let's see if I don't you know. One detail I, right. I don't remember. You liar! <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Okay, we can go back so, in the podcast and listen to the story again. I, I it wasn't in the RoboCop episode because I uh, hadn't had an interaction with him before that, but. Um, so I I didn't have a direct interaction with Peter Wellers, but one of my colleagues is is um, working was working with him. Uh, he was one of my colleagues' clients, and I was talking to one of my colleagues one day. And we were just like talking about work, and all of a sudden he goes, "Just a second. Uh, he's like, "Robocop is calling," and so he like picks up the phone, and Peter Wellers just starts like yelling at my at my colleague. <laughs> he's just like like just yelling at him and like i can hear him and like my 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 colleague was just like yes mr wellers yes 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 mr wellers yes yes uh and basically what happened like i don't want to like 
get you know like slander or liable but basically he bought a bunch of stuff and it wasn't working the way he wanted to do because he didn't buy everything that was recommended to him and so he was upset that it wasn't working but i did find out that he's also very much in love with his cat <laughs> like my my uh my colleague like went to his house to like help like like work with him on some of the the project they were working on and he was like yelling at my colleague and then his cat came and he stopped like mid sentence to pick up his cat and like hug him like hey, kitty. Hey, kitty. So he loves his kitty. That's uh good. Yeah. I guess. So highlights of this movie, guys. Alex Simon Pig. No, oh, shut up. Edit me out. Um So what what I find interesting is that like or what I liked about it, it's more like the it's everything that you want a remake to be it updates with like better visual effects better cinematography it's you know it's it's newer so like the action it's a beautiful yeah, no, film it's, it's shot it's really, really well gorgeous so like seeing like the the color palettes and everything like that it's 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 really nice yeah the cor- action choreography the updated audio is really great, great. Too. yeah <laughs> Like, this series is why I, I, like, no joke, like, on my 21st birthday around it, I bought myself a surround sound as a gift to me to, and I set it up for the first time specifically for Star Trek, because I loved that movie. And, like, this time around, I had my, like, I've got my surround sound set up in my current place, and I went through, and, like, I was listening, and I'm like, this doesn't sound good enough, and I went and, like, recalibrated my system (laughs) and, like, adjusted my rear speakers and turned it up so I can really hear it. It's like the space battles in this were really cool. Like there was like phasers going behind me. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it was pretty cool. Um, I, I forgot to mention that in the first movie, the phasers are pretty awesome that they just vaporize people. <laughs> yeah. Vaporizing people is cool. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you guys think about Khan in this one? Khan. Um, he was intimidating, I think. I don't think he was very... Um, I didn't like him as much as the original Khan as a character. Um, I agree. I think he was a better villain in a way in that he seemed more formidable. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But he wasn't charismatic. No. No, he was not. And I did like how they tried to make him seem kind of sympathetic at certain parts of the movie, and then he just wasn't. <laughs> but I, I did have a major issue with basically his magic blood. Yeah. With the... Well, they, how they how come they couldn't like just grab the blood from the other, like? Because they'd have to thaw them out, <laughs> fool. You, you can't, can't put no frozen, frozen blood in a person. <laughs> I guess. I mean, can't you like thaw out that blood and? <laughs> no, bro. Wouldn't it, wouldn't have worked in time. Wait, just Alex. How are? Do you cook at all, Alex? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Have you ever just pulled like a chicken breast out of the freezer to see how fast just that Just put it in the microwave. It's good. Just put the blood in the microwave. No, but the thing is, when you put it in the microwave to thaw meat, what ends up happening is the outsides get cooked a little bit. So when you go to cook it, it's not very good. But like you can put it in like a bowl of hot water, but it still takes like an hour, hour and a half to thaw. Just like a chicken I mean, they breast. got crook in the, what was it? The the ice ice chamber thing. <laughs> yeah, they, they cryogenically froze him too. But you don't know how long they thawed him. True. It could have been like over the course of a day. True. It is. You also don't the know. They could have like instant defrost. Mm. No, dude, you can't do that. That's not how that. cells work. <laughs> yes. When does Genesis stop? <laughs> <laughs> um. So some. I just kind of want to touch on some like p- parallels and some characters in this movie. So Carol. Oh, yeah, Carol um, Marcus. So it's Carol yeah. Marcus. She becomes Carol Wallace later, but like. 
So RoboCop's daughter <laughs> is the person who ultimately does Genesis later. I don't know if yeah. you guys caught that. So I she's the one that. who ultimately does Genesis later. RoboCop. So basically the premise of this movie, like I know we read it, but just to kind of make it make more sense, they con the, the, the major difference is con is found earlier because the whole events from the first movie kind of they destroyed Vulcan. So the Federation's like, we need to start, you know, being a little bit more aggressive and finding new planets and stuff like that, just in case this happens. So they ended up stumbling across like a ship that had Khan and this was Admiral Marcus's crew find it. So they like thawed Mark um, Khan out and they found out he's like a super genius and they used him to design all the new ships. So there's some pretty interesting things. So like proton torpedoes are brand new and those are a pretty big thing in like newer Star Trek movies um, and TV shows. And then one of the big things that was like, oh my God. And this was, they had different factors of warp. So prior to this movie or the events of this movie, they only have one warp speed. It's like, impulse you have speed of light and then you have warp well in starting in like star trek generations they had like different versions so they had warp speeds up to like nine and then if you went to warp 10 warp 10 is like as so fast that you're everywhere and nowhere at the same time Whoa. so this movie introduces the first thing that's slightly faster than warp so they have variations of warp speed now and khan is who invented that and khan's who made all these new weapons and like designed these giant ships so the, basically the premise of this one is this is replacing their first interaction with Khan and Admiral Marcus is like using his like crew to like blackmail him into doing this stuff arms puts like his crew into giant missiles and they were going to like use the missiles to shoot <laughs> Khan and then throughout the movie you think Khan might be kind of like a like an anti-hero and that he's trying to like get back at Marcus for like trying to kill his crew but then no, he's just like straight wants to wipe out everybody by the Wait, end of the movie. Wait, did Marcus he just know? Wants to keep superior. People. Did Marcus know that they were in? Because like I felt like Khan was like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I try to. Yeah, so what him happened was by putting them in the torpedoes. Yeah, so Khan tried to, and he was gonna he was gonna use the torpedoes to smuggle him, but he was, but Marcus uh. caught him, so he was able to escape, and they they gave all the torpedoes to the Enterprise because they wanted. So what they wanted to have happen is. So Khan comes and like kills a bunch of people and then goes and hides on Klingon because he thinks the Federation won't go. So Admiral Marcus gives Kirk permission to go and he's like, hey, look, <laughs> stay in the neutral zone, shoot these missiles, like use all of them, like just blow them up. Like, it's an uninhabited area. So he wanted he wanted Kirk to use all 72 <laughs> missiles. That's a bit much yep. for one guy. <laughs> to get rid of the evidence. <laughs> right. And then the movie went to hell because so what the the big the other big twist in this movie is that Marcus actually sabotaged the Enterprise so that way the Klingons would kill them and then yeah, like start, all the secrets he, then he gets the war yeah. that he wants and then also there's no evidence that he did anything wrong. But that new ship was pretty awesome. The new ship was fucking <laughs> rad. Yeah, it was like ten times the size of the Enterprise. It was black Minimal crew. Yeah, dude, it was tight. Yeah, it was awesome. But and it yeah, was huge. Yeah, it was ginormous, bro. Um, I I really so I I actually got this movie from Dustin. Dustin bought this movie for my uh, my birthday a couple years back. Nice. Like when it came out, it just happened to come out around my birthday, so that was pretty cool. One of the things, let's see. So when I take my notes, just a little behind the scenes kind of thing, so you guys can see like how the uh, the sausage is made. I take my notes on my iPhone, and I just like as I'm watching the movie, like I summarize it. But if there's something I really want to talk about, I do bold. So I just kind of want to read you one of these things. 
one thing that bothered me in the first beginning, like the opening scene of the movie I thought was really cool. So they're on this like primitive planet and they're trying yeah. to stop a volcano from erupting to give this planet like time to develop. And then Kirk goes to save Spock, which means this planet saw them and now they start worshiping yeah. the Enterprise. And so that's why he gets in trouble. They broke the, um, the prime directive, uh, the prime directive <laughs> that they're not supposed to interfere, right? But yeah. there's a point where <laughs> woke up. there's a point where they um, Kirk is like running and spot or and bones is like you just shot our ride because he like shoots like this giant animal <laughs> and like that was our ride so they have to like run through this forest and then they get to these cliffs and they drop into the ocean so they jump off this cliff that's like hundreds of feet in the air and then it shows them hit the water with feet first which is how you're supposed to jump if you're going to jump from a high distance is you jump like that right yep but then it shows them them hit the water and then it transitions to them in the water and it shows them like come like do this like parabolic like arc and then start swimming like in a straight line. There's no way that they jumped vertically and then were able to move that smoothly into facing forward. That bothered me. As a swimmer, <laughs> there's no way they could have done that. Also, there's no way they could have disrobed that quickly underwater. <laughs> no. The so there that was my first note. And also, um, how were they swimming that fast? They wouldn't. So it would make sense if they dove into the water and then they arced their bodies to keep that momentum going. But if you're jumping straight down, you're not going to have that momentum. So nope. that didn't make any sense. The other note I wrote down was the needs of the many outweigh the, the needs of the few, which yep. Spock says in the or first the few minutes one. of the movie. Um, but that is a huge thing from the um, from Wrath of Khan. Like they say that throughout the entire yeah, movie. Yeah, multiple times. Um, so I did like that parallel pretty quick in the movie. Let's see. I did like how like Pike, when, when he was dying, Spock kind of like mind melded him to put his body at like him at peace before he yeah. died. That was nice. Oh, is that feelings, what he did? Though. He put him at peace? Yeah. Like, I thought he yeah, was just he was like, like, like him... what is he thinking? And he, like, mind-melded with him. <laughs> no, he was, no, he was mind-melding him to, like, I was like, oh, this is weird. Put him, calm him down. You're like, hey, I got you're, you, brah. You're good. Don't feel your pain. <laughs> yep. What are what are some other highlights for you guys? Because there's a lot of cool shit in this movie. When uh, Kirk pretty much dies. <laughs> yep. They, yeah, they, they swapped yeah. that role with, because um, that was Spock in the original. Yep. Um, I did like when Spock like beat the shit out of um, Khan, and he didn't feel it. Yeah, no, no, no. Well, no that Kirk. was Kirk. Kirk. So Kirk beat the shit out of him at one point him. in the movie, and like Khan's kind of like, he's so- a bitch. <laughs> but then later on, Spock fights him, and then like he actually defeats him. And he like so Khan has this line, and they it foreshadows the end where he says something to like I don't remember the exact line, but he's like, if you can't do this, like there you can't break a bone or something like this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then at the end of the movie, when Spock is fighting Khan, he like breaks his arm and then pummels the shit out of him. <laughs> and Uhura has to be like, Hey, uh, we kinda need him alive so we can use his magic blood. And then there's the flaw of the movie. I really hate the magic blood. <laughs> like, death has no consequence in this universe. And they kept him alive. Like, we don't know where Khan is kept. But like like uh, Alex said, like let's let's thaw some of these popsicles <laughs> out and use their blood to cure everything. Trebles. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure some of them aren't psycho. No, they're all psycho. Not, I mean, the original cons people weren't psycho. They just followed con. No, they're all psycho. <laughs> oh, in the new, I did like the how timeline. Spock used the Vulcan neck pinch oh, yeah. on con, and like it doesn't really work. He's just like. <laughs> <laughs> You're pretty good so at that sound, cool. Mike. I- I actually feel like <laughs> Spock is more of the main character in this movie than Kirk was because 
In this one, yeah, I like, agree. Spock actually goes through like a character growth and changes while Kirk stays <laughs> the same and dies and then <laughs> that, that happens in both movies. Like the the first Star Trek movie, same things like Spock is just as ma- uh, just as much of a main character as Kirk is and that like his planet gets destroyed and then he has to fight the Romulans and stuff like that. Like this movie, I would like if you had to pick like the main crew or the main cast, it's it's Kirk and Spock in like all three. Which I think is fine. That's what makes the most sense. I thought it was badass when Khan crushed Marcus's skull. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. That was <laughs> Yeah. Hey, you have cool. Alice yeah. scream. Pretty. Yeah. That was a good scream. <laughs> um, the whole, like, f- ship spinning sequence was pretty neat and, like, interesting. Like, it, um, like how it's, like... Where they have to, like, run through the ship when it's oriented yeah, differently. Yeah. And you just see like bodies <laughs> flying and like, who who was he running with? Uh, check off, Scotty. right? Oh no! Oh yeah, was Scotty. oh yeah, no, he was, was running Scotty. with Scotty. Yeah, it was Scotty. Yeah. And like Scotty wants to stop. He's like, we can't, like, we can't stop. Jump. And what was interesting? It was interesting how kind of cold Kirk was able to be in that because like he he mentions early on like, hey, I've never lost a crew member, not yeah. one. Yeah. And then Pike is like, that's just luck. Quit being a douchebag. You'd know that that's not your fault. In fact, like you probably should have lost some crew members. You're just lucky Definitely. you haven't. Um, and then like the first time, like when he gets like blown up towards the beginning of the movie, he's like, oh shit. <laughs> and like, he's definitely devastated that people are dying. But then that scene, he's just like, nah, there's nothing we can do. Let's keep going. Fuck those guys. And then like he goes and like Chekhov saves them. Like Chekhov holds two of them. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah. Chekhov is great. I'm really bummed that, you know, unfortunately we don't get him in the third movie or the follow-up. They're, they're doing two more of these movies. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. So that's cool. I really uh, like Scotty, by the way. I don't think Scotty's, we yeah, Scotty's, uh, Simon Pegg is one of my favorite actors. I love everything that Simon Pegg is I can't is I in. say it? No. <laughs> no, you can't. I love that scene when, like, he's like, I'm not signing off on these torpedoes. And Kirk's like, you're going to sign off on them and that's an order. And he's like, then I resign. And he's like, fine. <laughs> He's like, you accept my resignation? <laughs> Fine. Yes. Like Scott, like he's great. I Simon Pegg, and he's a huge like Star Trek fan, so it's great that he's in these. He actually wrote Star Trek right. Beyond. Yeah. The third really? one. Yeah, he wrote the third one. Um I think he's great. Like I am toying with a the an idea of a third podcast for for MDX pods, and like their Simon Pegg would be a, probably a large part of it. I'm not ready to to divulge the whole thing, but uh, I am I am considering doing a third podcast if I can find the time to do it. Um, but yeah, I like Scotty's uh, anything partner. else you guys want? The, yeah, Scotty's partner uh, played by yeah. Deep Roy. He, it's just like he has no lines, but he's very like it's just funny watching him. Like he was just like on top of the torpedo, just chilling. I was like, oh, that's <laughs> in the background. He's in the the <laughs> first out. one too, and it's great. He's like. So Scotty is like exiled to like a different oh, yeah. planet in the yeah, first yeah. one, and he's there too. And he's like, "We ha- we haven't had food in a while." And he's like, "Yeah, we're- I'm hungry. I want lunch." He's like, "What are you complaining about? You're tiny. You could like eat a bean." <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else you guys want to talk about in this movie? I feel like there is, but I'm not. There's all there's a lot of stuff going on. Like there's that scene when uh they're like flying through space. And like they get off course a couple times, like literally, it's like Khan and Spock or Khan and uh, Kirk are flying through space and just like space yeah. shoots. So oh yeah, yeah, that was cool. Oh, the Klingons! We haven't talked about the Klingons at all. 
They like, got that scene on Klingon quick. was awesome. Like the, I thought the uh, ship chase was pretty cool. The ship chase? Which ship chase? When they got to the uh, the planet in the neutral zone. Oh, yeah, that was cool. And then they had the... Um, but, like, they're about to get killed by the uh, Klingons, and then Khan <laughs> comes out and saves them. Like, he fucking yeah. mercs, like, 20 Klingons I think he, like, himself. holds a minigun, too. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, he holds, like, a <laughs> minigun phaser. That was really cool. And then he, like, fights a bunch of them. He's, like, jumping around doing flippy flips. And then, like, he finds out that Kirk has the torpedoes. And then he How just, like... How many were there? 72. I surrender. <laughs> and then he beats and then he the fails shit out of him, and he can't do it. I, I like that sequence where he just keeps beating him. I'm like, it's not doing anything. This is weird. This yeah. is awkward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. awkward. Totally awkward. I liked that they gave Scotty that big mission, like, by himself to, like, go, like, get in that ship, and he, like, saves them, like, by sabotaging yeah. stuff. Yeah. And then uh, they're walking around. Like, he opens up the oh, airlock yeah. so that they, they can get in. And then, like, they're going around the ship, like, Merc- like solid snaking people. <laughs> and then, like, they get in, like, a little fight with, like, five guys. And Khan, like, beats the shit out of a couple and then, like, just ditches them. And then he goes, wait a sec. Scotty goes, I thought he was helping us. And Kirk's like, pretty sure we're helping yeah. him. Like, I-, I definitely think that they utilized Khan's intelligence better in this one. Yeah. Like, I definitely got that. This movie did kind of have that trope that started with the Dark Knight where like the uh the bad guy gets caught on purpose because it's part of the plan so he you know that kind of it had that trope from like the mid 2000s but I definitely felt like he had that that raw emotion that Montalban had but also was a little bit more calculated and he seemed more intelligent I did like that Yeah I I I really didn't buy the like the rivalry between them to be honest like how like in the first one, like I really felt like Khan was just like he really was just outset to get Kirk, and that was it. But yeah, well, in this it, it wasn't, wasn't like yeah. that. It was it was the opposite well, that Kirk was out to get. Yeah, Khan. they're like they kind of play. Well, yeah, true. It's it was a little opposite. But then like he was like interested in Kirk. He was like, oh, Captain, and like oh no, it was, I yeah. I, I don't think Kirk or I don't think Khan cared as much. It was more like Kirk was an inconvenience, and he's gonna take take him out yeah because he's like an inconvenience if they hadn't stunned him on the bridge with marcus he would have been fine and let them go if he kept he probably well i think he probably would have kept going because like he was a general in the genetic wars and i think this version they're set up like marcus says something along the lines like he's going to take over like he'll thaw his people out and then he'll have an army of genetically superior more intelligent people so i think they were kind of worried that they were going to take over yeah. Yeah. i think is the implication um so i think he definitely needed to be stopped but i don't think that he had a personal vendetta against the enterprise until they blew up all the torpedoes so they the kind of the twist ending is like they kind of the same thing where there's like that stalemate where he's like i'm gonna blow up your ship unless you give me my crew back where like in the first movie was like i'm gonna blow up your ship unless you give me the genesis information so they went they gave them all the torpedoes but they took all the people out of them and then they blew up the torpedo. So Khan kind of thought yeah. that his entire and crew also, was dead. And also, once again, they, they, like, they and that's gave when... it to Spock. Spock was the one that, that figured that out and did that, which is pretty neat. Yeah. yeah. Well, I did like that scene when like, they're like, oh, my God, they just killed all <laughs> yeah. these people. And he's like, Spock's cold, yeah, but Bones. he's not that cold kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, Bones is great. Like, I really wish I just wrote down Bones quotes. <laughs> like, should have. Carl Urban is fucking fantastic in this movie. Let's see. I'm on IMDb. They have... Let's see, the first quote on IMDb was Spock. Khan! 
Oh, I did like when they like when they Kirk tries to justify partnering up with Khan, and he goes, "The enemy of my enemy is my friend." And Spock oh, yeah. is like, "That's a proverb who's like attributed to a prince who's decapitated by his own people." And Kirk's like, "Yeah, but it's it it it's still a good quote." Like, dude, Sulu was badass too when he was the captain oh, yeah, a little that, bit. That like, was great. Yeah, there was a point that where delivery. I don't remember if it was Spock or Bones, Bones was Bones. like. Uh, he's never been the uh he's never been somebody that i can see as a captain and then kirk was like he's gonna have to be and he just like fucking laser i actually wrote down this one so it's like this is captain hikaru sulu of the u.s enterprise a show of highly trained officer on its way to your location if you do not surrender immediately i will unleash the entire payload and he's just fucking cold and then at the end he's like refusal to do so will result in your obliteration if you (laughs) test me you will fail and sulu and bones is like remind me mr sulu to never (laughs) piss you off (laughs) I was like, yeah. <laughs> there was a line uh, where he was talking to, Sp- where Bones was talking to Spock. He's, don't agree with me, Spock. It makes me very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. I also like one where, like, I do like that they do play with the um, Spock being half human in this one a little bit. Like, he's still very logical, but he does have some sass. So, yeah. like, there's a scene where he's with um, Pike and he goes, he says something along the lines of, like, Pike's like, this was your plan to save that planet. So you technically broke the, he's like, you broke the prime directive. And he goes, well, if we were never seen, then technically I wanted to broken the ego. Then I wanted to violate it. And he goes, that's a technicality. And then Spock, I wrote this one down to, oh, he's like broken it? something. Yeah. yeah. He goes, Oh, I can't find it. I can't find it. But he goes like, that's a technicality. He goes, Vulcans live like with technicalities yeah. or something <laughs> like that. Oh, he goes, Chris Fry, I found it. He goes, Pike goes, that's technicality. He's like, I am Vulcan, sir. We embrace technicality. He's like, are you giving me attitude, Spock? He goes, I'm expressing multi- <laughs> multiple attitudes simultaneously. To which are you referring? Yeah. I, I love the the one-liners in this. Like, they get, they, there's some great ones in this. Yeah, really um, humor. Oh, it's like to cap, uh, to finish, like the one that you brought up, Double D, he's like, don't agree with me. Makes me feel uncomfortable. He's like, perhaps you too should learn to govern your emotions, doctor. Yeah. He's, he's got, the sass is real, man. <laughs> With Spock. Um, over, I mean, so you surround the table really quick. So do you feel like this was a worthy remake? Do you think this was something that should have been made? I guess yes. the franchise as a whole. I, I liked it a lot. So uh, I'm not mad it was remade. Yeah, most definitely. It, like like I said, like I think it's everything that you look for in a remake. Like updated visuals. It's a different retelling. It's not exactly the same. So it's, yeah, no, for sure. Definitely should have. Yeah, I same page for me. I'm a huge fan of this new franchise. I'm a huge fan of J.J. Abrams, James Wan, who did the third one. Huge fan of like the entire cast, except for Chris Pine. But you know, he's fine. This movies, <laughs> he, he, these movies, these movies are fine Kirk. despite yeah, him. I, I think he's, he's a, a good Kirk. Kirk. The movies are fine despite him. It's fine. <laughs> Everybody else is great. And uh, yeah, I, I I I had fun watching these movies. I kind of want to go back and watch the other two. So yeah, despite the controversy around Khan, I think it was a great. Great movie. I think they kept to the core of the character. And yeah, I, I think you hit it on the head, Alex. It's everything that a uh, remake should be. It updates it, but it's faithful. Nice. I do have oh. one last question before we sign <laughs> off here. Damn it, Alex. Why are you laughing already? <laughs> Where does Genesis stop? <laughs> Shut up, Double D. I just want to know. It doesn't stop. Oh man! It can't stop. It's addicted to the shindig, <laughs> as the Red Hot Chili Peppers would say. I I don't know why I said that. I, I don't either. Anyway, 
Alex, thank yeah, you for no coming worries. on. It was my yeah, pleasure. It was a good time, Alex. Thank you. It was nice Thanks. talking to you, bud. And uh, you're welcome back <laughs> anytime sure. you want. And then uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, you guys can check out everything that's MDX Pods related at mdxpods.com, Instagram, or Twitter at mdxpods. And uh, we're on that weird Vero app. Don't worry about it. Nobody's on there. If you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com and chip yeah. in a buck. We throw these episodes up a few days early so you can listen to them ahead of time. And uh, we give out other stuff. So check us out on Patreon if you want to. And uh, listen to our other show, Remake. Oh, no, this is Remake Rewind. You can listen to Remake Rewind. Uh, but also listen to Ruin My Childhood. It's another great podcast by MDX Pods that I do with Katrina. And that's it. Thanks for listening. Later, dudes. Bye. Bye.